Hey everyone, it's Brooke Burke here, coming to you live from the Amalfi Coast. Can you hear the waves crashing beneath me? I'm sitting on the bow of a yacht just outside of Capri, and I'm looking at an incredible rocky island right now and watching the birds soar around this incredible vision. Can you hear the birds? Lots of different sounds, and I wanted to bring you guys with me as I set up today's interview, which I recorded before I left for my family vacation. This past week has been a dream come true. I always wanted to visit the Amalfi Coast. I've never been to Positano. I've never been to Capri. And it's one thing to dream about a destination, but it's another thing to actually arrive there and have the reality surpass your expectations. I mean, truly better than what I imagined. I had the privilege and the honor of being invited into a real family Italian kitchen a couple days ago. And I got to watch them making authentic pasta and sauteed branzino and the way that they vigorously stir the zucchini and the Parmesan and how they blend the tomatoes. And just, it was, it was unbelievable. A brother and sister and family, a family of chefs in the kitchen. And they were so warm and so loving. I'm bringing all those recipes back with me. If you've been following me on Instagram, then you probably also saw some of my adventures and little creative ways that I'm trying to balance the decadence of being on a boat and being on a family vacation where the wine is overflowing and the food is so divine and delicious. So I'm trying to find ways to get a little workout in here or there Yesterday, we were just outside of Positano and I laced up my Skechers and I literally ran on Sunday morning up steep stone steps leading up to an incredible church. I posted a video on my Instagram and the funny part about it was the Italians, I think, were looking at me wondering who this crazy American girl was on Sunday morning trying to get a workout in on the, on the church steps. But you got to do what you got to do. I've also found some ways to utilize a 12 by 12 space on this boat and get a little bateau booty burn in. I posted that video as well, which actually leads me to today's guest. She's an old friend, young woman. Her name is Autumn Calabrese. We go way back. You might know her from her Beachbody videos, 21 Day Fix. Today's interview is all about fitness and nutrition and actually her climb to success, how a young woman had a creative idea and how she exploded it into one of the most recognizable fitness workouts. I'm really proud of her. She used to work with me at Modern Mom and we've put up some, looking back at them now, they're actually kind of silly, but some YouTube videos, workouts at home, how to tone your legs, how to tone your butt, how to stay in shape, how to do it in the privacy of your own living room. So we've got a lot of history and I really, really enjoyed my time with her. All right, but before we get to that, I just want to say a quick thank you to Skechers for supporting my Naked Mom podcast. Skechers, you know I love you, but I've got to let everybody else know how much I love my new Skechers delights. I've got so many pairs and so many colors, but these have such a roomy fit. There's a memory foam that's incredible, and they've even got a built-in heel, so it makes me a little bit taller. I'm a huge fan. You know I packed them on my summer vacation. If you've been following me on social media, you might have even seen me running up the stone steps to the most beautiful Italian church Sunday morning. Girls gotta do what a girl's gotta do. Thanks, Skechers. So, Autumn, we go way back, and I want to take our listeners back to the beginning and kind of share with them a little bit of your climb and grind to where you've arrived today, because I think most people know you and recognize you. You've done so many different things, but I think most people know you from your 21-day fix program. Mm -hmm. But we met, Autumn and I were just talking about this, I think when our both of our sons were Babies. Not even toddlers back at Modern Mom. Yes. So let's go back in time a little bit. Such a long, it seems like yesterday. Yeah, I know. It was actually eight years ago. I know my son was about seven months yeah. at the time. And Shia's nine now. So babies. Very babies. Little, little. And it was funny because most people don't, like I actually tell the story of how I first worked with you, which was I had been living in California. My husband got a new job in Dallas. We moved 
even though I didn't really want to. And I was in Dallas for five weeks and I cried every day. And I was like, I got to go back. Like that's mm. where my business is. I belong there. Something doesn't feel right. I'm, I'm going back with or without you. Not in, a, not in a breakup way, just like that's where I need to be. Get back to us as soon as you can. And I packed the car and Dominic and we came oh back. And I was sitting at my mother-in-law's kitchen table and I was like doing research and I came across Modern Mom. And I just thought to myself, well, why not? Like I'll just email them and say like, hey, I have a specialty in pre and postnatal and if you ever want me to write something, I will. And Jen reached out to me the next day. And Jen is still at Modern Mom, by the way, still running the show. (laughs) And literally it was the next day she reached right back out to me and was like, hey, we would love for you to. And by the way, Brooke's filming some workouts at her house. Do you want to come do them? And I was, I remember just sitting at the kitchen counter and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like two days ago, I was in Dallas crying and like here it was, like I was home for a week and it was just sort of turning point, divine you, intervention I, I never somehow. knew that story. And I remember in the yeah. early stages of, of building and growing Modern Mom, we were constantly looking for contributors. And it's so amazing, like when, when something can come along so unexpected uh, and and just change the course of of your whole your whole journey, right? So much because I was saying to you, I learned so much from watching you work, even in oh, those videos. Thank you. The first time I did a video, I was so petrified, and I probably was like a deer in the headlights. You and weren't stumbled. at all. You were great. And I would watch you, and I would listen to how you were doing it. I was like mentally taking notes, like, oh, she talks to the cameras of her friend. Like that's, <laughs> she's just talking to a girlfriend. That's what you do. That makes sense. That's- well, you were faking it pretty well, let me <laughs> tell you, because you. you were great. And I, and I, I remember what, you know, our connection then. And then like, what happened for you? Because I want to, I want to, I want you to take me through the process. Sure. So much. I mean, we got to work together on and yeah. off for years, which was fantastic. We did all of our YouTube videos. In fact, if you were like kind of cringing right now, but if you go onto YouTube, you can look <laughs> up you can look up everything from butt blasting, lifting, like burning, thigh shaping, abdominal yogurt smoothies and oatmeal. We and- did so many different types of videos for Modern Mom, but but we also would go into a studio and just knock out these like three to three three minute at home workouts. And yeah. I remember just to, to give you some props, I remember thinking you were in insane shape. You had just had your son. Oh. And then over the years, you were training for some competitions. And I remember just looking at you and your body and thinking, holy moly, you were so fit and so lean and so shredded. And you always brought a different kind of a move and an energy and and taught me something along the way that I that I didn't know. And then we were able to bring it to everyone's living room around the world. So that was kind of cool. It was so much fun just getting to do all of that. And the funny thing is, is a lot of people don't know a huge part of my success is because we had videos on YouTube together. Like when I was found by Beachbody, like my portion control container product had been passed on to their product development. And when they got it, they were interested in it, but they went right to the internet to see who I was. And obviously Modern Mom popped up at the top because Mm -hmm. the videos were so popular. So the first thing they saw was me working with you. And you know, that that was a lot of credibility for me and it was fantastic. And they were like, well, we watched your videos and we really liked what you guys were doing. And obviously they were in home workouts, which I love that spoke to what Beachbody was and segued to what you're doing now. But it is true. Some people can't cook and talk (laughs) or work out and speak and teach or really like break down and define things, which is why YouTube is such a interesting, you know, phenomena. And um, you were great. Thank like I always you. had a lot of faith in you. Aww, I didn't know where you were so going much. and what your dreams were. Um, so many common denominators. You know, I didn't know where exactly I was going either. I just knew that my dream was to help a lot of people. And there was a lot of ups and downs. You know, when I first started with you, I was married. And then two years later, I wasn't. And it, it wasn't bad and it wasn't messy, but it just was. And there was ups and downs in the economy. So being a personal trainer, like had its good times and its bad times. And going through that is tough. And, and then there was a single mom and not knowing yeah. what's coming next professionally and trying to carve out your path. That's that you had a lot on your plate. I did. It, which funny, my portion control program at the time was called Change My Plate. And that's exactly what I was trying to do. So did you it. did you create that? I did. I started with it. When I created it, it was called Change My Plate. And, and what was, were you doing at that time? I was a personal trainer. So I was doing a lot of in-home training and I was a trainer at Equinox. So, which is a gym Mm-hmm. Cross country, but very popular out here in Los Angeles. And um, so I was working 14 hours a day. Wow. And taking care of my baby. Wow. 
And um, trying to figure out who you were as yeah. a young woman at that time. Wow. So at the time, were you training for your own personal competitions and making a name for yourself in the health and fitness space? Because I remember seeing yes. you at certain times and I was like, whoa, there is no way your body always looks like no. that. And you're like, <laughs> I'm carb loading. <laughs> I'm getting shredded. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? Your body was just insane. Thank you. It really, it's when I tell you it's so many, um, <laughs> I, I like divine intervention is really the only word I can use for it because so many times like certain things happen and you, I was at a Christmas party and like I said, at this time, I mean, Dominic was two. I was training 14 hours a day. A few people in my gym had done competitions and they kept encouraging me to do it. I was like, nah, I don't think it's my thing. I was at a Christmas party. I had had a glass of wine or two. And two of my girlfriends were like, do it with me. Do it with me. Like, we're all going to do it together. Oh, wow. And I said- <laughs> You have really healthy, motivated girlfriends. <laughs> and I said, well, the funny thing was I said, okay. And two weeks into training, they both dropped out. But I had already made- Understandably. <laughs> I, yes. I had already made the commitment to myself and I had- if I if there's something I need to hold myself to, I like put it out there in the I put it out there on social media, mm -hmm. so I have to follow through, honor it. So I had already said I'm going to compete on this day. So even though my two girlfriends dropped out, I was like, well, I already said it, and I'm already two weeks in, and even though that's not a long time in, like I'm doing it. Like let's see what happens. And so that was my first competition, and it was beautiful not knowing what to expect because I had a coach that I worked with, so one of the other trainers at the gym, coach girls, and. Um, being oblivious is so nice yeah, exactly. when you're training for that because it's <laughs> really hard. Fear out of it, it takes you have no idea what's coming, so you just sort of go day by day until your coach tells you to do something else. And um, my first competition was fantastic. I took sixth, which was top Amazing. ten. And um, six weeks later, I I, I went back and because I was like, I can do better. So I went back six weeks later. I took fourth, and then I competed two more times. I took um, second in one of them. I won the overall in one of them, and um, Two of the times I was competing was also when I was getting ready to film Beachbody programs. So one was 21 Day Fix. I filmed two days after So you've been I doing this for a long time. Because I was going to ask you how you were carving out time because it's such a major um, physical and mental commitment when you were working your 14-hour days and trying to make time for your son and trying to figure out, you know, your whole process. When were you training? It's, I, I'm sort of, I have that, like, I say Nike should definitely talk to me because I am a just <laughs> do on, it Nike. girl, right? <laughs> like, but I am a just do, like, when people ask, I say just do it. And then I'm like, that's not helpful. Let me explain that more. You know, I would be at the gym. I would have a certain amount of clients in a certain amount of time, obviously, like three or four in a row. And then there would usually be at least an hour or two of downtime before my next client. So that would be my training. I would train. The beautiful thing about being in a gym is that the locker room's right there. I could get cleaned up. I could see four or five more clients. Mm -hmm. And then if I had to do stuff in my living room when my son was asleep, I would. I would meal prep at night after he went to bed. It's actually easier, in my opinion, when they're younger. They sort of like, he was three and yeah. four years old, he went, you know, got up, got him ready, took him to preschool, did my thing, came home, got him ready for bed. You know, they go to bed. Yeah. They they're not, they don't have a whole lot of opinions exactly. about how their day goes. <laughs> I haven't competed in the last two years because my plate is very full with work, yeah, which I absolutely. love. But you always had a taste for fitness health, and wellness. Yeah. And, and what was your, what, what was sort of like the dream? Because you had already started creating your portion control business. At first, I was a dancer growing up. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to dance. I ended up with a bulging disc in my lower spine, and it was like you c I couldn't dance at the level I wanted to dance at anymore. And I always loved teaching. I always loved helping. And I remember after I got my first certification, I was at an interview for personal training to work with a company, and the person interviewing me said, "What? Well, well, what's your dream? Like, what's your long-term dream?" And um, I had no business saying this was my dream, but I did. So I said, I want to do some major, major event with thousands of people, parents and kids, and have lots of sponsors and like just really teach people about being healthy, both adults and kids. Like that was my dream was to not only help the parents, but it breaks my heart when I see our, our youth suffering from obesity and, and obesity-related diseases. So I really wanted to do that. And never in my wildest dream did I think that I would end up at Beachbody where I would get to do just that, not only put out at-home workouts, but end up doing all of these major events where the parents are there and the kids are there watching their parents. And there's like 
I, I got like 400 submissions the other day. I did a little post on Facebook saying like, show me your kids working out with you. And they're I got to send you some of mine. I I'm so, I'm, I'm so into family fitness. I, I've seen, I don't really know which daughter it is because I'm probably Rain. You've yes. probably seen Rain and Shia Doing in the gym. Doing yoga with, with you. Yes. Yes. And some yes. yoga stretches. And also if you, if you look on David's Instagram, he takes the kids to the gym with him a lot and he works with a personal trainer and they do some crazy things. And, and it's true. People love seeing that kind of family affair. It's so cool. Like they learn from us. They're always yeah. watching what we're doing. And that even led to like, I just put out an ebook a couple months ago. It's um, 75 Healthy Lunch Ideas for Kids. Which we, we all need this. <laughs> we all really need. do. But before we talk about the yes. book, so, so back up a little bit. So you had already started your portion control yeah. idea I'm, before it became before part it was of the ever 21 Beach Day body. Fix. Yes, it so, was. So how did that all that happen? So after I got divorced, it was kind of an idea I had had when I was married. My husband and I had a very difference of opinions. He's sort of like the nine to five, you go to work, you earn your paycheck and that's it. And he didn't have sort of an entrepreneur drive. Like that scared him. And that's fine to each his own. But I have a very entrepreneurial drive. So I wouldn't, I didn't pursue it when we were together because he sort of always was like, no, let's not spend money, that kind of thing. And so when we did get divorced, I was like, this is something I'm passionate about. I really want to do. And so loans and that sort of thing. And I put the whole thing together with, and it wasn't color coded at the time. It was just different portion sized containers. And I had worked with a nutritionist and it was, tell me what foods would go in this size. Tell me what foods would go in that size. And so that's really what it was. It was a And it was very, it for people to pre-prep their meals so that they have them on hand? Or it wasn't to, even that. It was for them to get, we were such an oversized, supersized society anymore where everything we eat agreed. is too big and nobody knew what a normal size portion was. You know, like what what's the normal size serving of pasta? It's not a ginormous bowl. What's the normal size of a salad or of pizza? Like, so it was really just to teach people what that normal size was. And um, finally got everything done and the packaging done and um, launched it on the Hallmark Channel on Home and Family. Uh, kind of amazing. Yes. You got, you got that opportunity on yes. your own. I was lucky enough that I had a friend that worked there, but walked it in and they were like, yes, we love it. And so they, and I was one training about you. Tom. You're always networking. It's important. You're never afraid to reach out and to take some chances. It is important, but it's very scary for a lot of people and very powerful. I read an article when I was like 19 years old in probably like a Cosmo or something, some magazine. And the article was all about getting rejected, getting turned down, somebody saying no to you. And the gist of the article was like, what is the big deal? Like, what's going to happen to you if they say no? You're not going to die. Like, yes, your ego is going to be bruised and it might be slightly embarrassing or, or they might not respond, but that's the worst of mm -hmm. what's going to happen. But what's the best that could happen? They could say yes and you could have a really awesome opportunity. Mm -hmm. And that article for some reason always sticks with me. So anytime I have a fear, there's moments where I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say it. I'm like, I'm not going to ask. And then I'm, I remember that. I'm like, what? What's okay, the they're going to say no. If that's if that's the worst that happens, then all right. Yeah, I, I love know. that. Let me ask the next person. Love so, that. So you go to Hallmark Channel. Go to Hallmark, launched it on there, and it was doing well. I and love them over there. So much right? fun, home and family. Yeah. <laughs> I always <laughs> have a blast on that show. They're awesome. And by well, I mean, you know, I was literally selling it out of my out of my one-bedroom apartment. Um, but several hundred orders were coming in a day. By the way, the space that we're in right now today, everybody, I'm pointing upstairs to my loft. I'm showing Autumn this right now. This is where we launched Babouche Baby. My mom and I launched the business right here really? that I folded into Modern Mom. So I fully understand oh your gosh. crazy idea and the dream. And when I launched that business, I didn't know what the hell I was doing or how or even why. I just had an idea that I believed in and it was all about postpartum health and wellness. Yes. But yeah, right up here. Oh my gosh, how <laughs> this funny. Is where it all started. So I'm, I'm, I love this story. I love that little things come out of like your one bedroom apartment and just yeah. I'm a, a big believer in taking chances. Yes. It's important. It, I mean, you have to take the risk and it has to be, you know, an educated one in terms of like not putting yourself under, but as long as it's something that yeah. you can sustain. And so, yeah, we, I was selling it and, um, I had a lot of clients in the entertainment business that I was training. And one of the clients that I was training was very large in the the production side of movies. And they knew the whole journey. They had been with me for several years. So they watched me develop the product. And when it was finally done, I was like, here it is, you know? And they had a friend over one night. He was like the head of Sony or somewhere, somewhere very high up at Sony. And um, she showed it to him. I think she was trying to encourage him to maybe 
dial his portions in nicely. (laughs) She was trying to show it to him. And he was like, yeah, he wasn't really interested. And he said, but I think I know somebody who might be interested in that. Can I pass it along? And so my client called me and said, can he pass it along? I was like, well, who does he want to pass it along to? She said, oh, he knows somebody over at Beachbody. And, you know, I think I like dropped the phone and I was like, yes, pass it along. Um, And it was the head of product development at Beachbody. And they called me a couple days later and they brought me in for an interview. I had to wait almost three weeks for my interview because it was right before Christmas and the CEO was out of town Torture. on a ski trip. And so every day I obsessed about it like a maniac, like, what am I going to wear? What are they going to ask me? What are they going to want it? Is this my big break? Mm. And um, I went in for that interview and it was just, it was just meant to be. It was like, it was great. I sat down with the CEO and the head of product development and two other people at a big boardroom table and he sort of gave me the whole spiel about how it would go if they bought it from me and keeping me on. And you never know if it's going to be a success or a flop, but that they thought that there was something there and some potential and they would be in touch. And <laughs> I left and I checked my email 800 times Don't a day. That we'll be in touch. That's yes. the worst thing you can ever hear leaving a meeting. It's what you like, like. It's the closer. But when? When will it, when will you be in touch? And it took them about two months to, to get me a contract. That's and there awesome. was not a whole lot of communication. And was this just in relation to the portion control product? Or were you talking it, at that time about developing a, a, a workout program? Both. It was if we buy Amazing. it, we will keep you on as the face and develop workouts since I had the background to do both. And and two months later, it was like 10.30 at a Friday night. I had just put Dominic to bed and I happened to open my email. And at this point, I had kind of given up hope. I thought they were done with me. And um, I opened the contract and obviously the pay is stated in the contract. And I just was like sobbing in my living room. And I called my dad. It was like one o'clock in the morning, his time. And of course I call him crying at one o'clock in the morning. So he thinks something horrible has happened, which was probably not the smartest move on my part. Um, And he's like, what's wrong? And I said, for the first time, I said, Dad, I'm going to be okay. Like, I can take care of Dom on my own. Like, this, like, the contract came through. And for the first time, I don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. And, like, all the hard work paid Amazing. off. And and um, it was a year-long development that still had a lot of ups and downs. And it was, like, how to transition from all my clients that I had who I loved and wanted to be there for but needed to transition into this new phase and putting my time and energy there. And there was a time where there was a crossover and I was still working 14 hours a day. And um, I remember one of your clients is one of my favorite people and yes. partners, Tom Bergeron. <laughs> I remember when Tom was like, we have a common denominator. Like we yes. have a lot, Tom. <laughs> he told me that you were training him. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. I remember having dinner with him as well when he decided to get on board and host one of the infomercials with you for 21 Day Fix. I was like, do it, Tom, do it. This is going to be hugely successful. He did. He and adored he you. Amazing. Adores. And he's, he's fantastic. And that infomercial was so much fun and so wildly successful. And in a two-year period of time. I mean, I think that you were doing so many great things for so many people, but it really put you on the map. And and Beachbody's has had so much success. It really did. It was was mind-blowing. When it launched, I mean, I guess it was funny. I I kind of assume once Beachbody both have behind it that like, of course it'll be successful. It's Beachbody. That was very naive, but very wonderful for me to believe in because not everybody's programs always do great. Right. And um, we launched and I was going out to dinner that night with some friends just to celebrate that it was finally out. And my boss called me. It was funny. She decided to mess with me a little bit. And she was like, I was like, hey, you know, what's up? I'm going out to dinner. And she's like, well, you know, we're going to have to take a look at some things. And I was like, my heart just sank. Oh. And she started laughing. And she's like, I'm kidding. It's crushing it. And I was oh, like, good. don't do that to me. But we had a very good relationship like that where we and could And were you involved in the process of choreographing the program as well? Yeah, I wrote all of awesome. it. I wrote all of it with our fitness director. We were, um, it, we wrote it in about, we, there was about four or five different versions that we wrote over about six weeks. And mm-hmm. then we went into testing and we tested for a year we ran a test group six days a week yeah, for a year. Can you describe the program to everybody that's listening yeah. who might not have seen it and just the concept, um, why it works? Yeah, 21 Day Fix is it's, it's simple fitness, simple nutrition, and fast results. So it's 30-minute workouts. Um, and I really designed them so that anybody could do them at any fitness level and have results. So even if you've never worked out a day in your life or you are really like an athlete, the movement patterns that I picked were basic and you push yourself to your limits. So these are movements that squats and lunges and presses and things like that, but they're going to work as long as you're challenging yourself. There's a modifier in each workout. They are 30 minutes, so 
you can get in, get them done, and get out, and and you do them at home. And sort of the magic piece of the puzzle is the portion control. I don't believe in restricting food unless it's for something very specific, like training for a competition, mm-hmm. in which case sometimes you have to. But I've um, done a lot of. <laughs> I have done that. But but in general, I think a healthy lifestyle is a balanced lifestyle. And it's just making sure you're eating the food you love in the right portion. So you can still have wine and you can still have chocolate, mm-hmm. but you have it in moderation. So it's a whole balance between fitness and nutrition, yeah. which I've always said, like what you put in your mouth is 95% of totally. the, sex, the success of all of it, right? Absolutely. That's that's really where it is. And I think for whatever reason, I think the color-coded containers mm-hmm. registered. It's, you know, they're primary colors. They're really easy to understand. It's become like a vocabulary of itself in nutrition. Like people doing it, you know, they'll say like, oh, I had three reds today and two yellows mm-hmm. and I still can have a purple. And everybody that knows the program knows what that means. They know like, oh, you've eaten your proteins and your carbs and you've got a fruit left for the day. Easy. They understand Easy to it. follow. Because yeah. I think some people are really intimidated. Um and there's that resistance to tackle on something new or the resistance to just give up what they love and what they know and what's familiar. Yes. That's and I want to talk one. a little bit about fear and why a lot of people are afraid to start a new program. Um, you know, there's the lack of faith that they have in their own body and their ability to conquer and succeed. Do you think that was a, that was a you know, a big part of it was, you know, your ability to compassionately I do think that, you know, there's so many different types of trainers out there and, and we need all of them because everybody relates to a different personality. Um, I am, I am not really like the boot camp, super crazy yelling at you. That's, that doesn't work for me. In fact, I rebel against that, Mm -hmm. but I'm the very positive motivating. You can do this because I know you can, like, that's, that's the message I constantly want to get across because I do think there's so much fear. People have failed so many times, right? They've tried every diet out there. Their health is in the balance. They've got doctors telling them if they don't change, they're going to die young. They're not going to be there. Like that is a burden in and of itself. And when you feel like everything is riding on it, literally your whole life and your health is riding on something, of course you're afraid that it'll just be another failure and it won't work. Mm -hmm. And so anything that I can do to just give them that extra push, that extra feeling of support that that somebody has their back, somebody believes in them, and then show them all the other people that have done it. You know, that was part of having the test group was like, look, other people have done it. You can do it. And And giving them a program that they can do in the privacy of their own home, which is so amazing, followed up with some really easy to follow tips and tricks about nutrition and portion control and eating. So brilliant. I mean, they've really got that formula down at Beachbody's, don't they? They do. I was so happy when I saw you and I didn't even know what was going on and I was watching TV and then again and again and again because they play the hell the heck out of it. Um, Was just so proud to see you in that space. Thank you. You really did a great job. Thank you so much. So we're going to get back to my interview with Autumn in just a second. But first, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit more about Skechers. Many of you know that I'm a huge fan. We've been working together for decades. In fact, they gave me my very first gig when I was in my early 20s, my first modeling job. And they have continued to support me over the years. We've done so much together, so many ad campaigns, so many commercials. And this is one of the relationships that I value so much in my professional and my personal life. You know, as a busy mom, I'm always looking for something that's comfortable and something that's stylish. And I genuinely wear my Skechers in and out of the gym. You may have seen my new Delights commercial, but I want you to know how much I personally love these shoes and I live in these styles. I've got a pair with me on my vacation. They have so many fun colors. I gotta tell you the comfort, seriously, is unreal. They literally make you taller because there's actually a little hidden heel built in and you'd never know it. The memory foam cushioning is really that good. So I just want to say thanks again to Skechers for supporting my Naked Mom podcast. I take you with me everywhere I go. You know I love you. If you haven't tried them, go out and get yourself a pair of Skechers, everyone. You just got a new certification too, didn't you? Tell me about that. I just became a certified health coach through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. What does that mean, health coach? So it's not a certified nutritionist, but the school is one of the most well-known, renowned schools in the world for nutrition and health coaching. And health coaching is a little bit different. It's, It's sort of a life coach. And I take a very strong approach on the health side, so on the fitness and on the nutrition. But there really is so much more to being a healthy 
person. Mm-hmm. And so a, is it somewhat therapy kind a of? A little bit. Yeah. It's a little minus, obviously, you know, there's definitely certain issues that people might have where I would need to refer out to mm-hmm. an actual therapist, but there's so much other stuff to look at. We call it primary food and your primary food is really your personal life. It's your work, it's your relationships, it's it's your home life and your um, your partner, your love life, your your work, all that stuff comes into play. And then there's secondary food, which is the food that you put in your mouth. And so often our primary food, our personal life affects Mm -hmm. what we put in our bodies, right? You're stressed, you reach for the cookies, you're angry, you drink alcohol, whatever it might be. And a lot of people are out of balance. Like they're at a job that they hate. They're in a marriage that they don't want to be in anymore. And they don't know how to get out or they feel trapped or, you know, they're just dealing with a loved one who might be really sick themselves and feeling like they have to take care of it. And so figuring out the balance helps figure out the balance of the food. So often you talk to somebody and you realize that their really bad eating habits are really tied to an emotional trauma. Mm-hmm. So it is trying to help them through that and sort of finding what the habits are, finding the the triggers, if you will, that set them off to go eat. And then how do we reset that? What do we need to talk about? What do we need to do? Like if there's a game plan, like if you're at a job that you hate, well, what do we need to do about that? Let's just talk about it. And it's a lot of letting people um, heal themselves by themselves. So, mm-hmm. so I'm there as their sounding board, but a lot of times if people just have a sounding board and can talk through whatever's going on in their mind, they can work the problem out just on their the own. the release or the acknowledgement, the connection to what they're feeling. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that's really helpful. Absolutely. So, How do they connect with you? How do they find you? Or they, how are- they can come to my website, autumncalibres.com, and they can inquire about it. The website is actually being it's up, but there's a new version coming out in a few weeks. And does it have to be an in-person meeting or people? No. So you can help people worldwide. Most people I work with is not in-person. Most of it is done via um, via the internet, Skype calls, texting, Amazing. phone calls. Yeah. I've got a client in New York that I'm working with right now who travels internationally and works with different foreign governments. She's an attorney. And so- you know, we've got her dialed in. Like when she goes to Europe and she's she's texting me photos of menus and going, what can I eat? And I'm like researching, like, what is that food? Um, to keep her on track. Absolutely. That, that's where, you know. And then are you creating a plan yeah. for your clients as well? Everybody's different. So it's, it really depends on what their needs are. This particular one needed a lot of help with meal planning and what to eat and when and that sort of thing. And a lot of accountability. Like she's very um, type A. So once she's committed, she but she just needs somebody to say like, this is what you're doing. But there's still emotional stuff that goes on there and things that we need to talk about and work through. And um, and we do that. And she's making awesome progress. And there's been plenty of others who have had great success as well. And it's That's fascinating. It's so fun. The understanding of connecting the um, necessity or even the craving for things that we know are not good for us and the understand the why. Mm-hmm. We and look, all of us do it. I do it. We've all done it. Where you know, you have a bad day, like I said, and instead of maybe take a minute, meditate on it, go mm-hmm. for a walk, sit in the tub, whatever it might be, go work out, get the release. We're out. just a quick fix country, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, <laughs> we reach we reach for the glass of wine to sort of numb the feelings, and we we I feel like that's exactly we don't like to feel our feelings. We're a society that doesn't want to feel. We just want to shove it down. I'm guilty of it. I used to joke about it all the time. I get it too. And um, and it's really important to feel it because when you don't, you we take it doesn't those, go away. It doesn't. You you transfer it into your body. You hold it in your tissue. You hold it in your muscles, and it will manifest. It will show up as disease in mm-hmm. your body one way or the other. I totally other. agree with that. I believe in that, which is really scary. So scary. So yeah. scary. There's a great quote that your body weeps the tears that your eyes don't cry. Oh, I love it's that. It's like what we hold in and we don't release mm-hmm. manifests into other toxic situations. What a gift you're giving people. Thank you. That's got to feel really good. It's awesome. I love it. I wake up every day and I just feel so fortunate to have made it to a place of one where I want to be, but being having success in helping people as well. And um, it's hard to acknowledge sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's it's when when somebody says like thank you, you helped me change my life. It's it's a big compliment, and it's sometimes hard to to accept yeah. it. But um, but it's but I know lovely. it drives you. I know you're that person. It does. I know that that fulfills you a lot. So then, how did you kind of transition into? Um, educating children and families in the importance of sort of family nutrition because it's a big part of my life as well. And we were talking earlier about your new book and 
I, you know, one of the things that we experienced a lot, even at Modern Mom, was, you know, food crafting and ideas to get your children motivated and how do we teach our families to make better choices and you know I always love the visual of teaching my children to eat the colors of the rainbow and little games and I think there are so many um, young parents and um, new moms that are really struggling with options and Mm -hmm. we're all busy right Mm -hmm. and even if you're a stay-at-home mom sometimes it's the null of the lack of creativity and you know the influence that we have on inspiring our children to to eat right. It's so interesting. It's such, you know, it's, hard. it's so hard. <laughs> it is like the, if anybody tries to claim that it's easy, it's not. And I have a son who's not a picky eater and it's still hard. Oh, so you're lucky. I, can't, I have Mr. Picky. Shia is Mr. Picky. My sisters, my two nephews, I have a very picky one and a very easy one. And so I've watched my sister struggle with it. And even that was part of, and obviously there was plenty of people who had been reaching out for help and asking And over the years, even before I ever even had my son, it was sort of one of those things, you know, you go to like an amusement park and and I'm going to be a little bit blunt about it. And you see overweight kids, morbidly obese children, and I would get angry and I would get frustrated and I, I would get frustrated with the parent. And then I realized, you know, even that I can only get so frustrated with because as parents, we're always trying to do what's best for our kids. The problem is if you don't know better, you can't do better. And you think that you're doing better. You know, uh, uh, unfortunately, I don't love the way our government has such a big hand Mm -hmm. in our food. It is what it is. But, you know, you look at boxes of sugar cereal and it says whole grain on it. I'm like, well, where's the whole grain? And How about all of the fat-free stuff? Yes. I mean, how about about just throw in some more sugar but take the fat out? It's just, it's a, there's such an illusion, isn't there? Did you see that documentary, the, um, Sugar, uh, yes. What was the name of it? Um, um, Sugar Man, or yeah, uh, I, I've seen that one. There's so many of them. There's a couple of them, and I know which I one you're talking it. about. Because actually, it was it was really educational for my family. We sat and we watched it as a family, and my son was just like, "Oh my gosh!" And it made me think about label reading and the value of that in every single thing that's fat free and what's loaded in it to to compensate for the lack of flavor. Um, that sugar film. Did oh, you yes. see that one? I have. I thought it was really interesting. Fed and, and Up is another Fed great is one, a great one that talks about the sugar in our foods. Both yeah. of them are phenomenal. I mean, it truly is a lack of education and a lack of discipline as well. But also I think that if we were to simplify and 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 help just sort of educate our parents at just options. Like sometimes I say to my kids when their lunchbox comes home full. I'm like, so what did you eat? Or sometimes it's empty. Right. But I knew they threw it in the garbage because I've been on the school field trips where I watch the kids throw their lunches right. in the garbage. I'm like, don't you ever do that. you got to bring, bring it, it home. home. Yes. So I know what you don't like. Or let's go to the grocery store together and let's pick some things together. Or let's get organized and prep at night. So mm-hmm. we like, I know how I would feel if I had to skip a meal or I was starving or I didn't start my day out right or I didn't get my cup of coffee in the morning. I'm driven by what I put into my body. Right. And I adjust my moods with certain, like you and I, I think we're on the same page with that. And you have the knowledge of nutrition. It's really hard for parents. Yes. Because again, if you have a picky eater, it's not that you don't know what's right for them. It's that you can't get them to eat it sometimes. And that's where creativity and variety comes in. That's part of the reason I did the ebook, which is the 75 healthy lunch ideas for kids. I mean, that's a lot of lunch ideas. Oh my goodness. When I- I mean, thank God. And I'm getting my book today and I'm so excited about this. Like what's it, what's in there? Give me like 10. Everything. I did it in sections, right? So smart. So I was like, okay, let's talk about sandwiches. It is out now and you can get it at autumncalibries.com and it'll be on Amazon in a few weeks. Such a great idea. Thank you. And it's, it's great because it is an ebook, but you can print it out if you want. So if you want a hard copy. Podcast goes to air. It will already be on Amazon. So if you're struggling with food, if you're out of ideas, if you've got Mr. Picky, like I did, or you just want some new creative possibilities, get the book. The Yeah. the What I did was I, I broke it up in categories. So I was like, okay, sandwiches. Like, let's talk 10 different sandwiches, like different breads that you can use, different lunch meats that you can use. You know, some schools allow nut butters, some don't. And then it That's was- a tough one too. Pizzas. I do a whole section on pizzas, believe it or not. There's quite a diff- few different ways you can prepare- a pizza healthy for your kids, whether it's on a slice of gluten-free bread or I do, my brother and I do a cauliflower crust pizza. So, so yummy. So yummy. So we have that. We have eggs, like different ways you can do eggs. And I have breakfast for lunch. Like what kid doesn't love opening up 
pancakes and sausage in their lunch. Like that's fun. Yeah, totally. Um, there's mis- Breakfast for dinner. Yeah, fun there's too. pastas. <laughs> and so there's a variety. But then the other thing I did was really tried to get creative with the sides and not creative like, oh, they'll never eat it. But like, how do you mix and match the fruits? How do you get them to eat the vegetables? What are the other healthy snacks to buy? So it's interesting. I My PR team kind of gave me hell for it because I was very specific about the brands that I was using. And they're like, you need to make them advertise. And I was like, no, I don't care. Like, I'm, I don't care if they pay me to be in the book or not. That's not what it's about. Right. There's healthy peanut butter and there's not healthy right, peanut right. butter. Give us an example. I'm mean, um, not to be squashing any brands yeah. here, but let's just keep it real. Because I'm like yeah. you too. Laura Scudders, I love, yeah. is a great healthy, organic, all natural peanut yeah, butter. The only thing in it is peanuts. That's very important. And then you can look at something that has some cartoon characters on the front, if you will, that fly. <laughs> and it doesn't even taste like peanut butter. Yeah. And it's and you look at the first Weird. ingredient, and it's not peanuts. And it's not peanuts. <laughs> and and here parents are like, oh, I bought peanut butter, and peanuts are healthy. And I'm like, it's one chemical away from plastic. But exactly. Okay. And there's hardly any peanuts in it, by the way, people. <laughs> yes. And and so that and Smart. and I had my brother actually when we first started doing this because he helped me with some of the recipes. I was like, oh, let's give him like ten or fifteen. And I do I disclaim this all the time. A lot of the things you'll see in the book are. Like if you look at the turkey meatballs in the book, the recipe is on Beachbody On Demand because it's from my cooking show, Fixate. By no means do you have to go sign up for my cooking show to make turkey meatballs. There's tons. You can Google a recipe sure, sure, online. Sure, sure. You can find healthy turkey meatballs in the restaurant. I just happen to link to the ones that I make because that's- well, smart. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing about you. You're linking all of your projects together and it really does simplify it for your fans. It yeah, does. like this is where- it does. And, and we put 45 new recipes in the ebook. Amazing. I actually had no idea how many we put in there until like a week ago. I was like counting it for some reason. And I was like, oh. <laughs> what did you pack for your son's lunch today? Today he had an Applegate turkey sandwich. It did have one piece of provolone, Applegate provolone cheese on it. I put a little butter lettuce. He actually likes yellow mustard. So I do yellow mustard. Tiny little bit of just mayo on there. What kind of bread? I do it on a gluten-free bread, but it's a bread that I make. Um, there's also this misconception that gluten-free is automatically healthy, and it's not. A lot of gluten-free products are made from corn. They're made from tapioca or potato starch, and those things are actually higher on the glycemic index, processing your body worse than white table sugar. So people go gluten-free, and they don't they get they get fat, and they don't know why. And it's wow. because the ingredients that doesn't yes it doesn't have the wheat protein but it doesn't have all this other stuff it's still in there. processed. <laughs> so um, my brother actually created a bread recipe that's so easy to make and it's delicious. And so I use that. I make that like two loaves every mm-hmm. Sunday. I make it. And um, he had some cut up that restaurant. Straw. You got it. I'll in give fact, it to let's you post I leave. that recipe too for yeah. everybody. I would love that. Absolutely. So we'll put a little link on the nakedmompodcast.com to that as well. And then we'll we'll shoot it all over to you too. But I would love to try that with my kids. Yeah. What so were his easy. sides? He had strawberries and blueberries cut up. He had some cucumbers drizzled with olive oil. Yeah. And then there is um, what are they called? A little he had a little granola bar. It was like a chocolate peanut buttery one. Um Oh, I'm gonna draw a blank on the name right now. I can picture it in my head. But that's head. a good that's a good lunch. Yeah. So are you prepping at night? Are you making everything at night for him? It depends on what it is. I if I'm not exhausted the night before, I will. I don't love to make his sandwiches the night before because I don't want him to get soggy. soggy. But um but I do feel like and you know, in my household, we're not really morning people. So it's always kind of a <laughs> it's more than a grind. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real challenge in the morning for all of us. But you know, cutting up your fruit and cutting up your veggies and just prepping all that stuff and putting them in the right containers at night saves a lot of time. And I do think that organization is really the key to success in all things health and wellness. I know you agree. I know you're super organized. Yes, that's really, even having the right stuff to pack their lunch in. Like, do you have the right size containers? Because all of a sudden you go to pack something and you're like, oh, it doesn't fit in this thing. And my daughter's really picky about that too. Like, she's totally into presentation. My son could care less. He's like, put it in a Ziploc baggie, but then he comes home and he did didn't eat it because it got stepped on on the floor in his backpack. I'm like, hang your backpack up, dude. He's like, no, mommy, everybody puts it in under a tree. So can you stop packing me fruit? I'm like, no, I'm not going to stop packing you fruit. But you're so right. If you get the right containers and the right press, you've got to do a line of that. I, I, kids lunch I've boxes, talked about come on. it. You're I already in the works. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. There's so many. If I could do, do all the projects I want to do at once, I would never sleep, but it would be fantastic. And so I want to know about your cooking show with your brother because you yeah. said he's a sort of self-trained home chef. My brother is a self-trained chef, I but love. he is an incredible like 
chef. He has worked at Michelin-rated restaurants How in New York. How did he York. learn? Like, we grew up, my dad owned restaurants growing up. Okay. We owned Italian restaurants. So he grew up learning from my dad. My dad, but this was like homemade Italian food. And then I think he just found joy in it always. Like he liked it. But then he did go live in Italy for a year. My brother actually has dual citizenship because he was crazy enough to get it. It took him about five years to get his dual citizenship in Italy as well um, because we have ancestors from there. But he did. And he went to Italy. And while he was in Italy, he just studied and learned so much, not at any formal school, but he just studied and learned. And I love him, but he's so damn smart. It drives me crazy. Like he's, he's just brilliant. And like he can teach himself so many things. And this one thing he taught himself. And what he can do with health, like what he can do with, you know, sugar and flour and all that stuff is fantastic. And, you know, he can do all the French cooking and that sort of thing. But I think it's a real art form to make healthy food really taste delicious where you don't feel like you're getting deprived. And he does it phenomenally. Wow. And I wouldn't say that like, cause I like food. So like, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's that tricky, brownie though, tastes because, like a brownie if it doesn't. Well, you know, when you hear all the, you know, the fat-free and the, you know, the dairy-free. Like, you know, I, I just had Carney Wilson with oh, me, yeah. and she's an amazing baker. And she's got this new company called Love Bites, and she's creating these unbelievable sweets and treats, but they're, there's no dairy, and there's no gluten, and there's no—and they actually taste—they don't taste like cardboard. <laughs> right. They're really good. Yeah. You know, things like coconut flour, almond meal, mm-hmm. um, even gluten-free all-purpose flour, coconut sugar, maple syrup, honey. Like, these are the things that we use in our cooking. Mm-hmm. Dates. Like, nature's ingredients are actually quite delicious. I'm sure. When you clean your palate from the over-processed, over-salted, and over-sugar food that we're used to eating. How and do you it, feel about salt? We need it in moderation, but I think we have too much. Unfortunately, when you go to restaurants and, you know, you kind of wake up the next day and you look you a little younger. Do you feel it in your body when you have consumed too much salt? Like I have a girlfriend and she's so afraid of salt. She's so afraid of everything. She's really healthy. <laughs> and I'm not afraid of spices and flavors and salt and fats and olive oils and, you know, all the good stuff that we yes. ask for our body. But even salt, like I drink so much water. I don't know if I notice it in my body. Do you? The only time I notice it is if it's if I eat it like sort of a later dinner. Like if you go for sushi. Here's the only place I see it. I see it in my eyes when I wake up the next yeah. morning. I'm a little more puffy. I laugh. I'm like, oh, it's like a natural Botox. I know. Kind of like, nice. It's kind of, <laughs> kind of filled my face in. That's fantastic. Perfect. Um, but I don't fear it. The only reason, you know, I'm careful with it. I'm not going to, I don't overdo it because mm-hmm. it's important not to over salt your foods, but I'm by no means afraid of it. I don't cut it out. I have it. It's yeah. just, um, I, I'm careful with it, not to, you know, overdo it. Cause sometimes I think again, we're, we're sort of a society that's oversalted. Well, and we're used to it. And we're you know? used to it. And, and there is quite a bit of bloat that does happen if you've had Even too if much. you're drinking enough water? I do think at a certain point, if you've had too much, I don't think you're probably ever going to eat so much salt yeah, I don't that think it would I affect too much. you. But I, but I do like a lot of flavor in my food I and I flavor. love fresh ingredients and I actually enjoy it and I feel better when I eat it. So I've never been a person that I feel like I'm giving up something. Right. I have more energy. I, I, I just feel better all the way around when I'm making better choices yeah. and I love to cook too. And the salt does bring out the flavor in foods. So it is important to have it a little bit. You know, if you don't have it in there at all, you're missing a little bit that little bit of salt can do a whole lot mm-hmm. in terms of bringing out it's the true. herbs and garlic flavors and all of that. Especially so, good salts, sea yeah. salts and pink salts. I want to ask you what you ate today or what a typical day is because people are always fascinated. <laughs> people ask me this all the time and every day is so different. Yes. Can you give me just sort of like a landscape of what a typical day looks like for you? Yeah. Well, today, Or yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday and today. Okay. Today was not super typical because I've been running around a little bit. And if I'm being completely honest, I didn't go to the grocery store like I needed to last night. Um, Neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> I had steel cut oatmeal with um, mixed berries for breakfast. And I do in mine, I do, I just found out I'm allergic to peanut butter, not like anaphylactic, but it causes inflammation in me. Mm. So I can't have it. So I do sun butter, which is sunflower seed butter. Oh, yum. Which is delicious. And I do cinnamon and actually coconut extract in my oatmeal. Coconut extract. Yeah. It's I've never just, had so that. instead of vanilla extract, it's coconut extract, and it's so good. It just 
It says summer to me. Like the flavor yeah. of coconut is just like summery to me. And that's me. a good hearty breakfast. Yeah. So I had that. And, then, and what did your son have for breakfast? You know what? I thought I did. I don't know because I left the house early today. I had to be at a casting at 8 a.m. So he was waking up. I got to give him a hug before I left, but the nanny was there to make him breakfast. The life of a working mommy. I know. <laughs> but I'm sure you've trained your nanny well. She knows. <laughs> yes. He's normally some, he normally likes eggs and either like, I make homemade waffles and I freeze them. So like, Probably she probably made them eggs and pulled out. A and waffle. are those gluten free? They are. Yum. Yeah. Chef Bobby, my brother strikes Love again. <laughs> Need to share these recipes. Yes. Okay. What about lunch? Um, my lunch today was a little haphazard because I was in the middle of a casting, so I was kind of eating while we cast. So I had bell peppers with guacamole. I had. Did apple- you bring this? I brought. I was it just going to say because you know you're not finding healthy stuff when you're on you when you're on the go, and that's, that's one of the biggest true. struggles that people have with food. Yes. So you're you're prepping, you're organized in the morning, and you're bringing like a cooler, or what are you doing? Yeah, I have. Um, actually, there's a there's a lunchbox, and I'm not endorsing. I'm not. I'm not endorsed by them, but it's called six pack and they're great. Like we use all the fitness competitors use them. That's why I learned about them, but it's just, it's, it's a nice bag and it's organized and it's nicely insulated. And you have your containers that fit in each slot. So you can pack three meals and then it's got the sides where you can pack a great solution for water people. bottles. And I mean, it's, big. there's always an excuse not to eat healthy. This is a great solution. Yeah. It's fantastic. Look, it is big, but it works. It's you can like, leave it in your car. You can leave it in your car. You can do whatever you want. Like I just have it by my feet today. What about dinner? And are you snacking in between meals? Or yeah, are you like- I had veggies and hummus as a snack and some fruit as a snack today in addition. And I had turkey with my, um, I had like, I packed my Applegate turkey. Look, here's the bottom line. I eat so to lunch fuel. was your, so you were, took your soul So it was my out. bell peppers, my guacamole and my turkey. Yeah. And then I had some hummus and some veggies and a little bit of fruit right before I came to meet with you. And then tonight, I usually actually give, leave it up to my son. Like, what do you want for dinner? He knows like there's only healthy options really available and he'll pick from that whether he wants pasta with meatballs and there's a quinoa pasta that I do or I'll throw a spaghetti squash in the Mm -hmm. oven for myself. Love that. And I'll do it with the turkey meatballs that I've made. So I do have some of those on hand. I kind of keep them in the freezer where I can pull them out. I'm making notes right now for dinner. Spaghetti squash, love it. Spaghetti squash is so great. So he's a good little eater. He is a little eater. He has his moments where he likes to argue with me about his vegetables. Mm-hmm. But he loves his fruit. If that's all you're arguing about, that's pretty darn good. <laughs> it really is. He only, I want to have a big full-blown fight with my family about vegetables. About vegetables. <laughs> like, he's like, I don't want to eat my vegetables. And I'm like, eat your vegetables. Um, and he tries to cut deals with me all the time. Well, if I eat my vegetables, can I have dessert? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we compromise, don't we? We bribe a little bribery. Never never went. No, it goes a long way sometimes. So oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. And last night I went out to dinner with a friend, but I had ahi poke and some... Um, Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Some sauteed Brussels sprouts. And do you drink wine? Yeah. Yeah. See? Not not every night, but I do have it. I try to save my wine for the weekends. Like when I want to go out with a girlfriend Mm -hmm. and have a nice dinner or like go out with my sister or friends or go on a date when that happens. Yeah. (laughs) It's all balance, isn't it? Yeah. How many days a week are you working out? I go five to six, depending um, on how long how are your workouts. Anywhere from thirty minutes to an hour. Again, depending on what my schedule. Like yesterday, I worked out for twenty five minutes. That's but all don't I had you think time when for. When you know how to do it, you can get really specific. You can get in and out Super. and knock it out. Twenty five, thirty. Yeah, so true. So effective. Another misconception. Yeah. It's, you don't have to be in there for an hour. It, on my days where it is an hour, it's because I actually really enjoy my workouts. They're mm-hmm. therapy for me. me too, and I just want to be in there. Um, but, you know, on days where I'm in a rush, like yesterday when I had to leave the house by 7 a.m., I had 25 minutes. But I knocked out a full workout in mm-hmm. 25 minutes and felt really yeah. good and didn't have a regret like I didn't get my workout in. And I'm sure you felt better too, especially on yeah. our down days. What, what kind of advice could you give or share to someone, many people who might be listening who um, hear this and they're inspired? Maybe they know you, they see you on TV. Maybe they haven't had the courage to buy your program yet. And the intentions are there. And they want to make a change or they're not feeling good about themselves and they want to turn the corner and they just haven't had the courage or the strength, I should say, I say this with compassion, Mm -hmm. to do it yet. Here's the thing. You got to just take the leap of faith. You have to jump. You can dip your toe in and pull it out and dip your toe in and pull it out. But that no change will ever come from that. I always tell people you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, You're going to be agree. uncomfortable at the beginning. It's going to be hard. It's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be a challenge. 
it's not supposed to be. Look, I wish it was easy. I wish it was as easy to lose weight and be healthy as it is to gain weight and be unhealthy. Unfortunately, the scales are not balanced that way. So you, if it's something that's important to you, you have to just go for it. It's a, Don't be afraid to fail. I guess that's really the bottom line is because we all have moments where we fail. It's not about being perfect. You're trying to make progress. You're trying to better yourself. If you have a bad day, it's a bad day. You don't punish yourself for it. You just get right back on track. Um, I actually had a client call me the other day. She actually sent me a text and she said, oh no, I just completely went off track and I way over ate on my meal. And it was lunch. Mm -hmm. And she said, what do I do? And I knew exactly what she was planning on doing. (laughs) She was planning on punishing herself and not eating dinner. I already knew where her mind was. And I said, you eat the dinner that's on your program. Yeah. I said, don't restrict you it. You do nothing. You, you move on. You, you move get on. back to basic that's exactly, programming. I, you just, you just, it, I said, I don't need you to be perfect. I just need you to make progress towards being a little bit better. So what? You had one, you overate a little bit. What? No, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. She overate on something really healthy anyways. It was, right? wasn't a big deal. <laughs> um, and I said, you know, you get your workout in and no, you don't have to go work out for three hours. I Like my goal is for people to change that mentality of punishing themselves mm-hmm. for not being perfect. And do you think it's important that people set a plan that is achievable and doable? And I know that it's kind of a loaded question. That means different things for different people, but um, it's kind of like I don't want to say baby steps because I think you have to get all in. Mm -hmm. I really do believe that. But I think like creating a a plan that someone can stick to and a lifestyle that they can respond to, super important. It really is. And and that's, yeah, absolutely all in. But once you're all in, having short-term goals and then Mm -hmm. having the long-term goal. Because if your long-term goal is, I want to lose 100 pounds, that's really daunting. Mm-hmm. Right? That seems so far away that you just you want to quit because you're like, I'm never gonna get there. Yeah. But if you say my short-term goal is this month to eat healthy at least five days a week, to get my workouts in five days a week, and my short-term goal for this month is to lose three pounds, you can act, you can track that. You can get on the scale at the end of the month and say, I lost three pounds. Each week you can mark off all the days mm-hmm. you ate healthy. You can mark off when you did your workouts and you can have small victories along the way. I like that. And then all of a sudden, six months later, you know, you've lost 30 pounds. You've and those victories 40s. feel good. And that one victory makes you want to shoot for another victory yes. and you keep going. What about the woman who wants to lose 10 pounds? Do you have any good tips or takeaway or because it's the same thing. Yeah, it's it's th- that that sort of sometimes feels harder, right? Like they're like it's the last 10 pounds. I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. This is where you have to change it up, right? They say I go to spin every day or I do yoga every day or I do pilates every day. This is where you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable again. You have to change up that routine. Yeah. You have to challenge yourself again. Well, shock to the body. You maybe <laughs> have to maybe for a week or two you do need to give up that wine as a shock to the body. Like, mm-hmm. oh, those are a few hundred less calories I had this week. So it really is just about the small changes that you can make that make a really big difference. Mm -hmm. But it's never impossible. I had people tell me, Autumn. Well, nothing's impossible for sure. Um, I want to ask you also about stress and the role that stress plays in all of this. I know. I know this should be like the two-hour podcast. No, but seriously, because, you know, we know where, where we hold certain things in our pain in our bodies and how life happening really affects um everything this is it's so funny that you brought this topic up because i actually just did like a 30 minute facebook live on this a few days ago because i wish i would have seen that because it's just it's so, still it's up there so needs to be talked about and it's here's the thing and i'm using myself as an example for a very specific reason most people look at me and they go, you're the epitome of health. You eat right, you exercise, you know, you take care of yourself, you get enough sleep, all the things you do, massage, all that. And I've been dealing with stomach issues for two years now. And I've been to every doctor and I had every doctor tell me I was super healthy and there was nothing wrong and it was in my head. And the the short version of this story is I finally just saw a doctor who sort of practices Eastern and Western medicine and come to find out I'm not as healthy as I thought, and I was having a lot of issues. My adrenals were completely taxed from Mm. stress. And sometimes we forget that good stress is stress nonetheless. Our body doesn't recognize if we're running from a tiger or if we're trying to help change the world. It's just stress. 
that's what it registers in in your body. So and it's all in your gut. And it's all in your gut. And um, so so my adrenals were completely taxed, and because of it, it it caused a domino effect of problems to the point where I ended up with leaky gut. I wasn't absorbing my nutrients. So I'm vitamin deficient right now, despite how many vegetables and fruit I eat. So all these things like were causing all these issues that I couldn't get to the bottom of. And really when you stop and go, well, what was the underlying factor? Mm-hmm. Stress is a huge one. Huge. It was huge. And um, it was the first thing my doctor said. She said, well, I understand that you, it's good stress to you, but you need to figure out a way to chill out a little bit. So, so I'm. And were you feeling stressed in your body? Because you you seem to do you seem to fly pretty perfectly at you know full speed ahead. It's one of those things where I said earlier where um, we don't like to feel our feelings. Yeah, where I'm really good at sort of burying the stress in my body, burying the feelings that are going on. And, but your um, body's not very good but at it. <laughs> my, but I must have buried them all in my gut. And it finally talked to me and said, enough's enough, and we need you to take care of us. And so um, so I was feeling it. And the more I felt it, the more my symptoms came on. So will you make, will you tweak your new? Your nutritional plan? What we tweaked was right now we've tweaked. I'm on a lot of different vitamins. I'm on adrenal support and I'm on some vitamins that I needed. I'm on glutamine to help repair my stomach lining. And um, I have really just taken some moments over the last several weeks that where I go, okay, this is my me time. Like this is, I need, I got to find a way at the end of the day to de-stress where it's not, okay, I got Dominic in bed and I answered 15 emails and now I crawled into bed and I passed out because I'm Mm -hmm. so tired. Without having that moment and even that breath. And by the way, I mean, single mom, multiple businesses, you're, 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 you, you you do and you accomplish so much and you're doing it well. So it's all positive stuff. But I, I love that you are, acknowledging that and tapping into that. I mean, I think the importance for all of us as women mm-hmm. is to take a moment. Sometimes we can't find a moment and that's the stress. You know where I find my moments a lot right now? In my car. Yeah. When I'm driving. I'm with you on instead of <laughs> Instead of turning on the radio, I might actually turn on like a little bit of meditative music. I'm not closing my eyes, but I'm listening. I'm sort of trying mm-hmm. to slow the breathing down, even if it's on the way. I know that sounds probably silly because no, you're like, well, you're in traffic. All. And- not at all. It's quieting the mind for a moment in the day, even if it's like seven minutes, it, by the exactly. way. I totally agree with that. So I find it everywhere and anywhere I can. Good. And um, and it, it helps. And but, but to your point is that we all have stress. We live in a very fast-paced tapped in electronics, always on overstimulated society. And, totally um, overstimulated. It really does wreak havoc on your body, whether whether we want to acknowledge it or not, it's there and it's real. And um, and if we don't slow down, your body's going to slow down for you. And that's not good. Not good. So. I want to talk to you more about that later privately too, because I deal with a lot of that stomach issues too. Oh, okay. And it's pretty fascinating and it is real. Yes. Um, what about sleep? Also super important. I'm I'm pretty particular about my sleep. So how I'm, many hours of sleep do you get? I get at least eight, if not nine. Oh really? Uh, That's amazing. I, That's my dream. I try to. I know that if I go three or four or five days without it, I'm gonna hit my wall. So I make sure I get caught up. But this is good because I think sleep affects weight. Oh energy, my gosh. So um, much. Uh uh it's your cortisol uh, the levels, your- <laughs> it's your energy, it's your emotions, and whether or not you can handle them the next day. Uh, sleep is so important for recovery of your body, too. And um, your hormones get thrown off in an instant when yeah. you're not sleeping properly. And again, that fast-paced society that we live in where it's like, I'm fine on five hours, and I'll just stop at the coffee shop in the morning and get that venti blah, 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 blah. So I'll just overstimulate my adrenals again because I didn't sleep enough to let them repair. So for me, that's not even an option. Like I- You just shut it down. I just shut. When I lay Dom down to bed at 8, 8.30, he makes me lay down with him. So fine. I'm not going to lie. I have a hard time pulling myself back up out of his bed. Like I'm usually, okay, nine o'clock, I crawl into my bed. I might read for 30, 45 minutes. But by 10 o'clock during the week, my lights are out because I got to be up at six. And I've got to not only function. No, it is so important, but it's also really hard to do, especially when you have a big life and there's a lot of things going on in the house at night. But that good. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm sure my work would appreciate it if a few more emails were answered throughout the day, but sure. I do but the they'll best still be I can there in the and they'll be there in the morning. <laughs> discipline. And, yeah. I mean, it all boils down to discipline, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, you, there's nothing selfish about putting yourself first. That's a very common misconception, especially as moms. That especially we for put, American mothers. Yes. Our, everybody goes first the whole time. And I'm not saying our kids aren't important. They are. I'm not saying our spouses aren't important. They are. And our friends. But if you're not healthy, you can't be superwoman anyways. That's you true. can't take care of everybody. So if you just take a little bit of time each day and say, this is for me, then you're the better you. You're the best version of you to give more to people. Anyways, you can't give from an empty cup. So I agree. I, I think that's that's a big struggle for a lot of women. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that in my 30s. I didn't know that with baby one, two, or three. It took me four children and two marriages and to, you know, enter into my 40s to really figure that out. And it is so true and so important. Well, I'm always impressed by you because I have one. And he keeps me on my toes. And you have well, I'm four. I'm not doing everything you're doing. And you look phenomenal. And I would always Thank say that you. even when we were doing videos together. And and you'd be in your cute little outfits. And I'm like, I can't even be proud because I have one no. and she has four. Not true. <laughs> not true. You're such an inspiration. I can't wait to see the cookbook. Tell me the name of the cookbook again. 75 Healthy Lunch Ideas for Kids. So excited about this. Every mom you. needs it. Um, you've changed my uh, my my. my. <laughs> My resistance to school year next year. We're dabbling into summer right now. Yes. Um, and I'm going to check out your cooking show. Fantastic. And I love what you're doing. Thank and you. you've come a long way. It's kind of amazing to watch to watch you grow. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you so absolutely. Much. Been- Where should people go when they want to learn more and connect with you and, and, and um, learn more about everything that you're doing? Yeah. My website is autumncalibres.com. And all my social media is the same. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's all Autumn Calibres at Autumn Calibres. Awesome. So we'll come back and see us because I there's so many things I want to talk to you about. Yes, for so sure. So can we do this again? Absolutely. I and would love to. And help everybody get motivated and get on a plan and just keep feeding them great information to help them change their lives. Let's do it. We'll just keep going. We'll keep our record going too. So part two, coming yes. soon, everyone. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course. 